following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Are you a homeowner who is dangerous with tools? Do you start a project and never finish it? Because no. frustration sets in. Do you think maybe you should have called a professional? Break it down. Well, look no further. Image Home Improvement is now live from the Star Worldwide Networks Tower. And now, remodeling contractor, TV personality, and your host for Image Home Improvement, Steve Dubell. Good morning. It's Saturday again, and it's time for Image Home Improvement Live right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And we'd like to welcome all of you to a very, very special edition of Image Home Improvement Live. It is our annual holiday fire and electrical safety special. Ho, ho, and, ho. Uh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We do this all, all actually every year for, our, oh, my God, I don't know how many years we've been doing this now because there are things that you need to be you know, up to speed on when it comes to safety, especially around the holidays, things in, you know, people's minds get a little bent out of shape because their focus is on other things like, you know, family, friends, and, you know, it's just like our Thanksgiving when we talk about Thanksgiving and people decide that they could, the only thing that they could do is instead of throwing things away like they usually do, they try and put them down their garbage disposal. <laughs> and they think that the garbage disposal could churn anything up. That's right. And then mm. what happens is then they've then that's and this is no lie that the our good friend Jeff Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing always tells me is that, that the day after Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving is the bet those two days are probably the busiest days for him when it comes to service calls because people try and push down everything in a garbage disposal. I, I have no idea. It's either that or the toilet. So I don't know. I don't know. But we've got. It depends on which way the mass is flushing, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Hey, what about the weather today? You know, weather's great. You know, and, you know, we, we're very fortunate that we're on the outer edge of the Arctic blast. Of the glacial, glacial tundra. The glacial tundra is <laughs> pushing down from Canada, you know, and our good friends back in the East Coast and the Midwest are, uh, are suffering today, and they've got their tundra clothes out. That's right. Two to three feet of snow. Right. No way that we could Ooh. do exterior home improvement in the Midwest, you know, not this time of year. No. Just, it's just not going to work. They give me one on Sunday. One degree. One degree? South Dakota, North Dakota, and I Wisconsin. remember. And then with the wind chill factor of 40 below. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and for those I of you. I was stationed in Alaska. I know what that hurts like. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you just tuning in and finding us. And we hope you become our regular listeners. The na- that actual voice that you just heard is Blade. He's our show producer, the man, as we love to say it, behind the sneeze guard. Morning, good, Rogue. Good morning, Rogue. <laughs> hey, hey, it's a good weekend. There's a good movie on. Well, you know, there's always good. There's always good Star Wars movies on. Yeah, but this is the Rogue. This is going to be different. The Rogue yeah. is different. You can go to the theater and go see the Rogue. It's different. That's right. It gets you out of the house instead of watching your Netflix and your Star Wars all weekend long every single weekend. Or BBC America, Star Trek 24-7. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, BBC America. Okay. All right. But we've got a lot of good things planned for the show today. You know, one of the things that we actually um, are, are, are doing is, you know, we want to talk about a little bit about homeowner and contractors sometimes don't always get along and you know unfortunately that's something that you know is part of life and it doesn't say that it's just you know people don't everyone doesn't get along with everybody in the world that's just one thing that just happens so we want to be able to help 
all our homeowners and all our contractors help solve that problem and uh, kind of work through that if you do find yourself in a situation that you need help with. And um, with us today is uh, Jim Eckley and uh, Tyler Leap from Eckley Law. We're going to be talking with them shortly uh, about that specific topic because it's something we need to work through as, you know, as we all, you know, the, we try always do that old Rodney King saying, you know what that was, Dan? Do you remember Can't that? Can't we all get along? Can't we Can't all get, get along? along? That's right. You know, we want to be able to do that. Also, in our second out, we've got, we've got a lot of great people coming with us. You know, our good sponsor and friend, Sean LaPointe, is going to be here from Mr. Electric. We're going to have uh, Paul Taylor. He's a lieutenant from the Phoenix PD Department. We're going to be talking a little bit about your safety during this holiday season, especially when you go out shopping. You've got to be careful and make sure that you uh, – you know, there could be some unscrupulous people watching you trying to take advantage of your What about those that are fortune. watching the UPS truck? Oh, those yeah. are unscrupulous, too. Oh, God. You know, you see so many of those on TV every day. You know, the, you know those cameras catching people, stealing packages from people's homes and stuff like that. you got to be careful about that. Also, Rob McDade's going to be here from the Phoenix Fire Department. You know, we're going to have a great discussion about people notorious for leaving Christmas lights up after January. I want to be on that task force. I want to be on that posse. We're going to be able to take those lights back down because they've got to go. Because if I find one more set of Christmas lights next year when it gets warm in July, the painting somebody's house, I'm going to just take them off and throw them away. That's just that's it. They're not going to cave. I'm going to I'm going to save them from themselves. That's what we're going to do. Also, Mary Heitmeyer, who is our uh, res- resonant recipe, uh, holiday recipe lady, is going to be here from Chef Du Jour. She's going to bring in some great, um, tasty things for the holiday. And I know Blade's all psyched up for that, you know, some some tasty things in second hour. It's the only hummus I ever liked was the hummus that Mary Heitmeyer brings in. <laughs> there you go. That's good stuff. You like hummus, huh? Well, I like hers. Oh, you like <laughs> hers. hers? Okay. Her hummus. That's right. You try to be a poet now? Well, I, I just like her hummus, that's all. <laughs> I'm not going there. That's Don't right. Even. Don't hey, even. It opens too many doors, and uh, I'm not doing it. I'm not going there. That's oh, right. my God. You know, but, you know, one of the things that we want to talk about before we get into talking with um, Jim and Tyler is, you know, around the holiday season, you know, besides, you know, we're only a little over a week away from, from the big day. And um, it's a lot of time for people to reflect on a lot of things they're doing. Said, and then the following week, people are thinking about, oh, New Year's, you know, New Year's parties. What am I going to do during New Year's? And what's the goals and things that you want to accomplish in two, 2017? Uh, not just also professionally, but also personally. If there are things that, you know, you, you feel that you want to do, you know, I, I suggest sit down and make those lists, you know, and get ready because, you know, in 2017, What's the first thing that we usually do in 2017 when we hit the airways live again is we have our organizational uh, special that we do. And our good friend Linda Hammond, Dave, Blade remembers Linda Hammond. Sure I do. She, she will be back here with us talking about, you know, getting the clutter out for the new year and getting the home in order because that's the next thing to do. You know, so many people have, got, have come to me earlier this month and even right after Thanksgiving saying they have – you know, holiday uh, holidays get behind them. They want to start planning their remodel that they've been putting off. You know, now that presidential elections all done, you know, we all know what's going on next They're year, so we excuses. don't have to we don't have to worry about it. That excuse is out the window. 
And there's no excuse for you to get that remodel that you really, really want and deserve. And that's the thing that you need to plan for. We've got all the answers for you. We've got our good friend Chris Gonzalez from Old Western Mortgage can take care of that equity loan for you so you can get that uh, the funds to actually do that remodel. So, I mean, we've got all the answers here, and that's what we always try and provide every year. It's the university is what it is. That's what we call And Blade has, yeah, Blade gave us the name, for those of you who didn't listen, you know, in previous shows, you know, Blade actually gave us the term, Blade. Image I, Home Improvement University, that's IHIU. IHIU. You know, but the one thing that we do need, we need Kimberly Layton to come back on from Color Design Group and actually... Uh, designate some colors for our university. Okay. You know, we'll have to do that in 2017. So well, I'll... they're already established. They're red and, they're red and, and white. What other colors could they be? They've been red and white for, for 27 years. That's you know, right. Why not? That's right. So, but anyway, so make sure you take care of your family and friends and enjoy the holiday season. We hope that what we're going to be bringing you today is going to be a benefit to you and just some knowledge that you could actually share with all your family and uh, as we always say, it's archived on our landing page on Star Worldwide Networks, also on our show website, imagehomeimprovementshow.com. And we've got some great new sponsors coming on. <laughs> I got it. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry. Remember no. this time last year? Yeah, well, you were well, talking about organizing and planning your 2016. Right. At this point last year. That's right. right, right. And this is, we're coming on 2017 already. And you remember what your plan was for for 2016, which of course you didn't do. What do you mean? Oh, go Jared. play, go to play more 2015. golf. <laughs> <laughs> and 14 and 13. What, what was it? Go play more golf. You were going to find more time for you. I, I did actually. That's what I did last week. You did. Yes, I did. You I did it once. In I, I did far. I did far. I did find more time for me last week. Very good. That's, that's right. right. So we'll have to find more time next year. Okay. Good. You well, know that's something you have to. You have to have time to kind of like step back and regress <laughs> and and just. Take it easy and enjoy life. That's right. You know, it's not like, you know, some some talk show hosts, they go away, you know, like this week, and you won't see them again till January. Like me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> some people do that. You know, obviously, you need that time to get away. And what, just, are you, well, what are you going to do for 2017? What's on your list, Dan? Actually, uh, reading, reinventing my business and taking it in a very healthy direction for everybody's home. Same as every year, huh, Steve? No. No, no this is a little different. This, this is a little different. different this year. This is different. This is different. Okay. Yeah, so he's going to be a, he's going to be doing that. And obviously one of the things that we're going to be getting back into is um, some uh, CW6 TV, which mm-hmm. I'll let everybody know about mm-hmm. uh, when, when that's going to come about because we're going to be able to be doing that and sharing a little bit about what we do here with some other good friends that I know that you've heard on the air before. Can't wait for that. It's going to be fun, Steven. That's going to uh, be fun. And Blade's going to actually be you know, guiding the ship like he guides the ship here on Saturday morning on the radio. Well, so Blade's 2017 is this, is get more pay from Image Home Improvement <laughs> University. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right. I, mean, I, you know, I want to hear, oh. hear a little, a little uh, I want that big fat check when we come back from break, so don't <laughs> go away. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. The Holiday Fire and Electrical Safety Special. If you've been looking for that one store that has the best selection of tile, natural stone, hardwood, and more for your next remodel, look no further. Inex Creative Floors for the past 15 years has helped designers, homeowners, and architects bring their creative ideas to life. If you're looking to create that wow factor in your next remodel, Inex Creative Floors is the place you should go. Conveniently located on North Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Scottsdale, they are open daily Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call today, 480-767-1440. 
1045 or visit them on the web at inexcreativefloors.com. Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today, 480-948-4282, or check them out on the web at papagnos.com. Are you tired of the runaround from your heating and air conditioning company? Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, and I'd like to tell you about a company I respect and trust, the pros at Quality Systems Air Conditioning and Refrigeration. They are the Valley's premier heating and air conditioning service company. Each and every professional at Quality Systems goes through a stringent training process of continuing industry education. Larry Thompson, the owner of Quality Systems, and his staff exemplify the meaning of integrity and honesty. Quality Systems is a licensed, bonded, and insured company for your protection. When I have a heating and air conditioning need, I call the pros at Quality Systems. Why wait? Call the pros at Quality Systems right now, 480-247-7654, or find them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. Got this little uh, fixer upper house I bought about five years ago, and uh, I haven't done anything to it like in five years, you know, so now it's like a little knocker downer house. <laughs> I mean, even if I had the time, I'm not good with the tools. You know, Bob Vila, remember that show? This old house? That guy could fix anything. I would watch that and go, oh my God, you know, he's great. Now, if I had a show, if I had a show, it'd be called This Fat Check. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the show. I'll be writing out a big fat check to my contractor. (laughs) 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 Homer's excited he got his check for Christmas. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live, and we are here this Saturday morning, and we're going to be talking a whole lot of home improvement and a lot of holiday uh, (coughs) extravaganza specials and uh, Dan's 2017 goals. Getting that home in order. Oh, Tommy's <laughs> going to expand the man cave, right? Expand it by putting insulation in the walls. Expand it or reclaim it. <laughs> reclaim it. Yeah, that's probably more like it. It got turned into storage. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you got to work on that. All right, well, let's get down to business here because we've got a lot of things to cover. You know, again, as I said, we want to talk a little bit about that issue about disputes between contractors and homeowners. And uh, sometimes that could get... Um, Probably a little ugly, but no better person to uh, talk to us about uh, talk to us about it is Jim Eckley from Eckley Law. Also with us is Tyler Lee. She is the educational director and paralegal. So Blade, we're covered. She can she could get us all. You know, we could you know basically get all this show down on paper, and it'll be legal. What do you think? Well, it's about time. And can, <laughs> can you get her to go make all of our shows legal back five years? Oh, sure. No, absolutely. No. Uh, I think we'd have to get an insurance increase on that. Oh, yeah. and a good editor. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> okay. Jim, welcome to the show this morning. How are you? Thanks, Steve. I'm very well. I'm glad you invited me. This is one of my favorite subjects. Oh, there you go. Well, tell us a little bit about, you know, Eckley Law in, in this this issue about contractors and homeowners and having issues and you know, you know, sometimes just homeowners and, and contractors just don't get along, and I can't imagine why. Well, if it wasn't for disputes and crisis and major meltdowns, the lawyers wouldn't be necessary. So when I open the newspaper in the morning and it says, crisis, catastrophe, divorce, default, I go, oh, my God, this is going to be a great day. <laughs> so uh, this, this, my world works in inverse proportions to the rest of it. And I say that cryptically and a little cynically, but in fact, it's true. And especially in times where money has been running out and times have been tough like the last 10 years, you're going to find a lot more disputes than what you once would when inflation cured all problems. And it no longer does uh, since there's a more static value system out there. People are becoming more conscious now to shortfalls in their property or in the construction work that's been done that seem to have major effects on value and are picked on a lot by real estate licensees when it's being sold and by inspectors, of course. Yeah, yeah we bad inspectors. Uh, Dad, would you do that? <laughs> yes, you betcha. Why would you do that? You know, hey, you, I just had a, a past client give me a quick email back saying that one year that you did on my house, the house is still not been addressed by the builder contractor about fixing the uh, structural deficiencies that are going on. It goes on every day. It does. And it keeps that phone ringing, and I think endlessly. And there's several reasons why the phone probably rings more than it has to. First of all, I think it has to do with regulation. Regulation of the construction community is relatively light in Arizona. And uh, even in California, where it's been sold a little bit more uh, through the lobbies than what it once has, to the public as a little bit more benign industry than what it maybe really is behind it are major corporations that are looking for profits to be able to pay to shareholders and uh, maintain their posture on Wall Street. So for the most part, the big five constructors of uh, the United States have uh, profit margins they have to meet, and sometimes that means squeezing on quality. So you will find more of these issues than what we once did, and uh, the dispute level uh, could have been handled uh, in two ways. One of them it could have been to become better in the construction arts, but that was not the one that was chosen the last 15 years. It has become mm. cheaper and to limit down the laws and the rights of consumers as a way of controlling construction disputes rather than improving the product. Oh, you called it's called value engineering of the product? It, it you is. Value, devalue it down so right. far to where it's costing nothing? Right. The old term critical path usually meant a construction path. Now it means how do we get to that fat check that we heard about a minute ago. <laughs> and so that, that unfortunately has become the case. And really the only bulwark that has been the big frustration for bad contractors has been the inspection community, which at one time didn't exist and fortunately has come about. So now people can generally engage a home inspector usually someone whose qualitative levels are pretty high, many cases even higher than the builder, and those folks can go out and act as that extra honest person involved in the transaction that can come in and call it as they see it. Sort That's of the, right. the marshal <laughs> comes into the town full of bad guys and maybe helpfully, hopefully uh, has an opportunity to be able to protect that consumer because the key is, as everybody seems to miss, that states that have more consumer rights in these times of high competition economically between states in order to get public and get people buying and be, get immigration coming in from other states with people with money need to be user-friendly states. And that usually means protecting the consumer. And the more and more prickly you get about the consumer, 
where the state becomes known as one where the big builders and take all and the consumer takes nothing will actually affect the economy over time uh, adversely and damage the state immensely. And so a lot of these builders don't understand to force in contract to make the buyer of the home go out of state to legally resolve the issues. That is true. I've seen a lot of it, and I've heard a lot of it from mm. past clients. Well, the proof's in the pudding, and that is uh, Arizona, as an example, along with California, Colorado, Texas, are the highest construction defect claims in the United States among the five top. So something has to be going wrong. And you have to assume that since many of these defects cases are successful, meaning that a defect was indeed found, and it was a legitimate one and needed to be compensated, and it fell on the hands of the builders or the subs, uh, as far as those who created it, to finally pay it, that since there is that kind of legitimacy, you have to go back to how it was built and look at the original regulators, the government regulators that are out calling off each level of construction and each stage and finding it adequate under local codes and regulations. Uh, when in fact it obviously is not, because do remember, behind every single of these malpractice, builder malpractice claims, there is a government inspector that signed off on it. Somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it kind of means that even the folks that are supposed to be our initial protection aren't. Now, I've heard, I've seen a double back on a particular st sticker for the approval on a home where the city signed off saying it is the ultimate responsibility of the builder to make sure code enforcement is attained. And that not that a double talk? That is, that is absolutely ludicrous. Uh, that's like the government, uh, you know, it's like the police saying it's uh, the responsibility of the burglar to get that TV set he stole back. Uh, that, that, <laughs> right. that somehow, that kind of law enforcement doesn't really pan out. And, of course, one of the other analyses has been the last several years, remember, builders have some pretty big... Uh, black bags full of uh, lucrative goodies for legislators, and they oh. drop them off in all the right places. And now that dark money is permissible across the country, they can buy politicians, buy governors, buy regulators. You mean you mean it's it's nothing? When you say goodies, it's not like a bag full of gifts from Target. Not necessarily. I don't think they'd accept them. Now, if it was Neiman Marcus, they might. <laughs> okay. Uh, <Yeah>. But <laughs> unfortunately, that is true. Uh, those are known as lobbyists, and they have bought the command and the attention of legislatures and convinced them that graspy consumers are the problem and that they're just litigious people and that it's in the best interest of the state, and especially to keep the, the heavy-duty folks that come out of uh, Wall Street that want to do business in your state, keep them interested in your state, to dumb down consumer rights and to maximize all the hurdles that it takes to make a legitimate complaint against a, a, a vendor who is out in the community making a lot of money in your state selling defective products. Uh, we would be incensed if it was our food or drugs. Oh, yeah. But we don't seem to be quite as excited when it's the biggest investment we've made in our entire life, our own home or our right. building where, where we put our investment money, and then it has these kind of defects. And they're considerable. This is not... Uh, something where people are just being grouchy. I mean, the type of defects we typically see are such things as foundation cracking and ponding of water. Uh, the property wasn't even engineered appropriately so that the elevations are wrong and it's sitting in a hole. Something that a good home inspector could call <laughs> in two seconds standing out in the street. It doesn't even have to get out of the truck. As you stumble down in towards the house, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, you know. And, and uh, as you can see, the roof from the curb, you know, uh, because it's <laughs> so, so low. Curb, yeah. yeah, you don't even have to go up on it. You can just observe it from the curb. Uh, these kinds of things are not even latent. They're not even the things that, well, you know, you got to be a pretty good guy to figure that out. 
Now, how to port concrete is something that's been pretty well settled in the United States now for some time. It has not been a mystery how to do that. And it usually equates to cutting costs, and lately the form of cutting costs is to use people that are just plain not qualified for the job. As an That's example, right. post-tension slabs, which we see all over California and Arizona, which, by the way, were originally engineered for seismic activity, but someone thought, gee, that might work with expansive soil, too. Huh? You know, that, that crossover <laughs> analysis has never been made. Never made it. But mm -hmm. uh, in any event, they figure that the best way when you build on clay, which, of course, as we know, is expansive, to control the 4 to 5 percent seasonal contraction and expansion is not to over-excavate the clay and take it out and put something in that's a modified soil that's going to not react that way. It's just to build a thicker slab or to go to a post-tension slab. Now, if you look at post-tension, it has an engineering background that means something. The term post-tension actually is a term of art and also a term of trade. It means something. It means it has met certain standards and certain specifications that have been proven by the Post-Tension post Slab Institute and that it meets them or exceeds them. And one of those standards is that you have to have someone who is a post-tension school graduate that actually lays all your tendons inside there that actually holds that concrete together. Right. And that a card used to be filed, needed to be filed originally with the regulator to, to prove that it was a sign-off by the Post-Tension Institute trained individual that says, I am uh, PSTI trained and this meets the standards. Try to find one of those cards any place in California or Arizona or Colorado or Texas. In other words, the places that fell short on the rules, the simple rules, are the ones that have the highest claims. The correlation is direct. Yeah, that's just amazing. That's just amazing that that happens. Tyler, have you seen some of these strange-looking homes in your real estate experience? Um, I haven't really seen any so far, but I definitely have seen some of the work that Jim's done, and I've seen a lot of the pictures that he's taken. And, um, they're pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, what, she is. <laughs> Blake. <laughs> Got that right. Where did you get that one, Blake? Oh, I got a <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, Tyler's last picture she saw was one where someone's front room looked like a study in tectonic plates. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was that bad, yeah, huh? Yeah, we had, we had slabs that were heading all points in the compass uh, <laughs> at the same time. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. She, she, at her first exclamation, since her background wasn't in construction law, was, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and fortunately, that's what most of the juries say, too. So that has uh, helped us quite a bit because yeah. you do have to remember that most of the people on the juries own a home, too. Yeah. So the builders don't want to see juries, and that's why they've created a host of laws that some of them have recently been changed, uh, once again, to make it more and more difficult to get to the court. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it's a work in progress, especially when you get to court. All right. When we come back, we're going to have more with Jim and Tyler from Eckley Law and your questions at 480-421-0640, 480-421-0640. Zero six four zero. If you've got a question for Jim or Tyler, make sure you give us a call right now, and we will be right back after break. Don't go away. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of the residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. 
You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies' three valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. No one really wants to be working outside when the weather gets cold, but did you know that there are some jobs that shouldn't be done below a certain temperature? I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about when it's too cold to paint right after this. Transform your kitchen or bathroom with a beautiful tiled backsplash all by yourself and as fast as one day with Simple Mat from Custom Building Products. Simple Mat is a unique double-sided adhesive mat designed to bond tile to backsplashes, countertops, and shower walls. No mixing of powder, no mess to clean up, and no waiting for the mortar to harden. Simply set the tile onto the mat, then grout. It's the quickest, easiest, cleanest way to install tile. Visit thesimplemat.com for more information. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. If you're looking for an excuse not to paint, then the weather might just provide it. It's common sense that you shouldn't paint outside in the rain, but did you know that if the temperature is too high or low, it can cause the paint not to bind together properly, which can lead to cracking and peeling. The maximum and minimum recommended temperatures for exterior paint varies depending on the specific brand and whether you use oil or latex, but a general rule of thumb is that oil-based paint can be applied when the temperatures are between 40 and 90 degrees Fahrenheit and latex between 50 and 85 degrees Fahrenheit. The best drying will occur when the relative humidity is between 40 and 70%. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Hi, I'm John Weisbart, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs, and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. Listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. And, you know, Dan, one of the things that we, we always do, you know, it's it's the end of the year. It's our last live show of 2016, and it's going to be the last time that we're going to be able to hear from our current president. My fellow Americans, as we face unprecedented economic struggles, I want to offer a handout to the homeowners of Phoenix. Not a monetary handout. Those are for giant corporations who mismanage themselves to the brink of extinction. To the homeowners of Phoenix, I want to offer this handout of advice. You're screwed, and you're on your own. So do yourself a favor and tune in to Image Home Improvement Live with Steve Dubell every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Hey, Bo, Bo, get, hey, get, get off my leg. Hey, stop it, you dumb mutt. <laughs> Bo is on the way out. He's going to find a new doggy door. He's going to find a new doggy door, yes. But I hear they're I hear they're staying in Washington D.C. So at least this way he'll be in the neighborhood. Oh yeah, though those uh, speaker speaker feeds are pretty good now. I hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it'll be hopefully he'll go to a home that you know. I don't really know if there's too many post tension slabs in Washington D.C. 
Though I am the I am the owner of a post. Now he's got Jim's got me thinking about my post entrance lab now <laughs> out at the compound. I'm like, wait a minute, you know, I'm going back. Oh, and you know, it, it's funny too. You mentioned that too because I remember the builder went out who actually started the house, and then after a certain point. I took over because I it's, I don't need a builder. You know, I just needed to get the beginning because I'm a remodeler. I'm not a home builder. But um, during the course of laying in doing our post-tension slab, I remember all of a sudden I get a, I forgot if I got a call some somewhere and somebody called and says, well, wait a minute. You needed a certification to make sure that the thickness of the slab was consistent all the way across throughout the whole house. And it's a 3,500 square foot house. So I'm like, okay, so wait a minute. We've already laid we've laid the, the lines in. We've already poured the concrete. What do you expect to do? I'm going to put – I'm going to do stained concrete floors. Do you think I want to see a mark, even though they're going to do a textured a mark where you did a whole saw cut mm-hmm. and pulled out concrete? So what I had to go back and do is tell them where cabinets and other things were going, wall units and stuff like that, and they did – that was good enough for them where they did core samples – Guy came out it was great. It's just like it's just like something out of Star Trek. Guy came out with the with the with the uh, with the tool. He went and found out. He said, "Okay, there's a line here, and then about a foot over, there's another line over here." He says, "Drill here." Okay, and he marked it, and then they drilled it, and they didn't hit any lines. And after that, it was it was pretty consistent. In I think it was around in the five to six inch area throughout, basically as far as an average goes, and then it was okay. Then we just filled them in, and life went on. I mean, but he got me all kinds of worried, like, wait a minute, you already did all this work, and now you're telling me that somebody forgot to sign off on to check to make sure, and I thought that was done during the inspection. But again, (laughs) you know, live and learn, but fortunately it wasn't that bad. They did the core samples, and, you know, we continue building the house. There's another thing that's come about, though, as far as technology that can help on retros like that, where you got to go back and take a second look at it because maybe you feel like you might have missed something or you need an engineering certification that something's there that now is otherwise uh, encased in concrete. Uh, GPS, at one point in time, ground-penetrating radar services, GPRs, uh, at one time was really expensive and hardly anybody had the machines and they weren't oh, those, really very those sophisticated. Those huge wagons. Yeah, they were enormous. You had yeah. two oxen to drag it across the floor. <laughs> and that has changed now. There's uh, four or five really good outfits out there. The technology has gotten far more advanced and we recently had a case like that with a luxury home where carbon it all up is not going to make much sense. So the idea was to go back with GPS and use a post-tension institute graduate to certify these along with a structural engineer. So that was possible without any penetration, thank God. But you know, uh, there has always been slab reinforcement in the field of the slab. Uh, it's just that when, when uh, concrete laying got dumbed down in the late 70s, they stopped putting reinforcement in the field. So the floating slab itself, you know, is just poured as a, as a continuous layer and it usually isn't reinforced on the conventional slab. The old turndowns, and if you go back prior to say 71, even in the poured slab, you know, the foundations are really, you know, are, are, are uh, you know, not, not the slab, as everybody, I think, knows. Uh, those are not the slab. The slab and a floating slab is poured in between the actual foundations or the outside. Uh, but in any event, before the 70s, those were always reinforced. They, you would find rebar even tied inside the actual slab. And then everybody said, oh, what the heck we need rebar for? Uh, so there was more dumbing down and more dumbing down, and then that made those slabs a lot more fragile. And just reinforcing them, I'm afraid, is not so much the issue. It's to rethink all of the underlayment that needs to be done. You know, yours could be treated uh, in a far better way, which is just an over-excavation 
of about 18 inches and then treat, treat only the footprint with remediated soil and ABC and you usually uh, don't even need uh, uh, you know, uh, a post-tension slab anymore after that because the same pressures are not on it. So right. that's that usually the better one and I, there's actually a case involving the largest builder in the state that got solved and was on channel 12 and pretty loud about 1996 in which the, there was an exchange between the concrete vendor, which at that time was the largest one in the state, and the major builder, who at that time and still today is the largest in the state, in which the concrete uh, vendor said, you know what, why don't we just over-excavate? And I don't think we need to do post-tension because post-tension is unreliable in these areas where the clay is, you know, like three feet deep. It just isn't going to be controllable. And to which the builder answered, my God, that would add $1,100 to the cost of each house. And, of course, that got a lot of press. And, of course, the big builder lost the case because no one was going to go in front of a jury with a statement like that. $1,100 right. to save up to $200,000 in damages yeah, to the homeowner. That, is that, is that, that's like a no-brainer. It, it would be. But, see, I don't want to give the builders a bad time either. Remember, a lot of the engineering is dumbed down, and your builders are only as good as your registrars are powerful. Yo, you know, and I want to get into, I've got a couple of registrar questions when we come back <laughs> after break. So Whoa, you opened up a, a I, Pandora's box. We're going to be one. talking a little bit about that, you know, the long <laughs> arm of the registrar law and some other complaints and some other stuff like that when we come back. So I want everybody to hang tight. Don't go away. Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, AZ High Tech Tile and Stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes, floor tile and shower walls, and anything while using materials such as granite, tile, travertine, porcelain, and much, much more. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate. We are members of the NTCA, CTIOA, and Certified CTC. Ceramic Tile Consultant. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone is a value trade partner for all image home improvement kitchen and bathroom makeovers. Give them a call today for your free estimate. 602-799-9619 or find them on the web at azhightechtileandstonellc.com. Monsoon season has passed, but the early January and February rains will soon be here. And if you have an older roof, it's just a matter of time before the leaks start appearing as water stains on your home ceiling. Do your home a favor and call Keiko Roofing for their free roof inspection. Their qualified professionals will check your roof and show you where your roof may soon fail or is failing. Keiko Roofing is committed to providing quality service along with the best roofing products. Whether you have a foam, flat, shingle, or tile roof, give Keiko Roofing Systems a call today, 602-944-4600 or keikoroofing.com. Exercise and eating right are two ways to practice healthy living, but would you believe you can also be healthy by vacuuming? I'm Danny Lipper with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about a healthy way to suck it up right after this. Fall means cooler temperatures, beautiful colors, and long hours of raking leaves. Until now, introducing the new dual tine leaf rake from Ames. With a double row of tines and clog-free design, it rakes up to 45% faster than standard rakes, making leaf raking easier than ever. It even comes with a detachable hand rake for cleaning under shrubs and in tight spaces. The Ames dual tine leaf rake. Leaves hate it, you'll love it. 
Available now at the Home Depot and other fine retailers. Almost everyone will agree that a clean home is a healthy home. Vacuuming the floor should be a weekly chore to help keep your home on the healthy list, but not all vacuums are created equally. Typical upright and canister vacuums actually help contribute to the scattering of dust and allergens because the minute that you turn them on, they're exhausting right back into the room. This is a good reason to consider a central vacuum system instead. It doesn't recirculate particles and allergens because it's exhausted to the outside. In fact, central vacuums can reduce allergy symptoms from dust inside your home by up to 61% versus an upright or canister model. Plus, they have up to five times more cleaning power, and that's nothing to sneeze at. I'm Danny Lippery with tips for today's homeowner. This is Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR driver of the number 48 Lowe's Chevrolet. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. Oh, we just made it back in the door. We got everybody showing up, and oh, yeah. there's Steve. <laughs> All right, time for a little time for a little uh, defect. Oh, for my friend out in Goodyear. Uh, 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 morning. How'd you sleep? Oh, I just you know I once my head hits the pillow, I don't hear anything. I slept like a rock. How about you? I didn't sleep good at all. Didn't you hear that creaking all night? Creaking? What kind of creaking did you hear? Oh, it was awful. The house was creaking all night. I don't believe you didn't hear it. The house was creaking? Oh, my God. What was that? Was that what you heard last night? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Oh, great. Now what do we do? <laughs> it's time to call Eckley Law. That's what it's time to do. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, for my, that's for my client out, out in the West Valley that's up against that kind of noise at night. Oh, my God. Well, I got to tell you, the house I, is creaking. I'll tell you. I used to look at him and call him uh, from the scene of Poltergeist 1. oh that's amazing all right we've got some things that i've got to talk to jim about because sometimes these things happen okay so now jim listen to this scenario you've got a homeowner and a contractor and the homeowner has some issues with the contractor so he decides that he can't get them resolved for whatever reason so he goes to the registrar and the registrar is you know he issues a complaint and then he comes back and uh, they issue a directive for a uh, corrective work corrective order. work order. Okay, and the contractor goes out in good faith and does a corrective work order. But yet, when the they do a re inspection, they find that there's something still maybe a ticky tacky point that maybe still isn't quite right, and they send it to the law department. What happens then? Well, I, uh, I'd like to start a little earlier up the chain of that fact. Okay. Whitney. Uh, first of all, the registrar isn't going to accept a complaint if the property is more than two years old after the date of uh, actual certificate of occupancy or the finish of completion right. of construction. So uh, many times the, when these issues show up, especially if they're structural issues, it's usually about year three, amazingly enough, because it just mm. takes that long for the house to deform and finally show its issues that are in the bones, not in the flesh. Right. So uh, many times you get down there and find out that you're barred anyway. 
And that is not what's called a registrar's warranty. You see that term over and over again. It's not. It's merely a statute of limitations over which a registrar has jurisdiction over a licensed builder. And that period right now in Arizona, at least, is two years. There's a little longer in California. So if there's an issue during that time, you make the complaint. Obviously, an inspector will be sent out from the ROC. The inspector will look the place over, and he may not agree with you. He may believe that that is not an issue or that the fix on it is not as grave as you might think, and he may think it's otherwise. So they may issue a corrective work order or they may not. Hmm. But let's just assume a corrective work order is issued. But the work order itself is one you think is too modest compared to what you think the issues are. It may be you that is objecting to the ROC by not going far enough. But let's assume that you're happy with the ROC's work order and, and you hope then that the builder will do something about it. He has 20 days to right. do something about it, get out the site and start doing something. So uh, about halfway through, you don't like what he's doing, or you can see more defects uh, issuing, and they're getting worse and worse. And the builder's becoming ostreperous and not happy and doesn't want you on the site looking at what he's doing. Uh, can you have that kind of issue happen? Yes, about 35% of the time. Uh, statistically, that's about how often it happens. What do you do then? You can stop and call the inspector back out. Uh, assuming then that the builder finally finishes, then there's a sign-off. Inspector comes back out again and signs off on what he did, and here's if you have any objection. Now, let's just assume that you still do, but the inspector disagrees with you. Are you done and finished? Well, you could be, and here's why. Even if you may seek a civil claim, the courts will hear and find determinative what the ROC says because it is a regulatory organization that is to find the standards of care and apply them. So if you already now have an order from the ROC that this thing is fine and dandy the way it is, you probably don't have a civil claim anymore because that's going to be used as convincing evidence. It's not conclusive. But it certainly is a finding uh, that goes against what you're saying by an organization specifically designated to regulating and finding such issues. So I am usually very reluctant to even go to the ROC, and here's why. ROC, simply by a site visit, is not going to have uh, radar eyes. They're not going to see slabs. They're not going to see what's been done for purposes of uh, shear values, and those are all underneath uh, stucco, so they're not going to see it, and framing's not going to be seen. There's a lot of things that are not going to be yeah. seen. Suppose it was an issue like, for instance, if it was uh, something that was more cosmetic and it was it was a repair that was done, uh, like, say, on a roof, okay, and maybe the ROC says, the inspector says, well, it should have been, maybe this one thing should have been done in addition to what the contractor did in good faith. Mm. Well, if it's truly cosmetic, registrar has jurisdiction over cosmetic issues for a period of a year after uh -huh. construction. That's okay. by the rules. They have to follow their own rules. Uh, purely cosmetic would be things like, let's say, uh, the paint seems to be falling off or bleaching on the outside right. of the property within the first year. If he goes up on the roof and say it's a foam roof and he finds voids between the foam and the deck, which is absolutely no tolerance whatsoever because right. there are standards of care that they use, for workmanship foam, yeah. standards for foam, and other aspects of the uh, all components yeah. of the project. And if they find something like that, they will issue a corrective work order. And right. then obviously the roofers who, are, who uh, know that they're dead in the water on a, a void between, say, sure. you know, the underlayment and the deck, they know they're toast on that uh, because, of course, it accumulates... Uh, condensation and it creates mold and eats right through the deck before long. They're going to typically fix mm -hmm. that. It um, tends to lift up with the with the wind. Too. Sure. It it does <laughs> and it actually grows because it becomes gaseous by the degeneration of the wood well, and it actually I know swells it and lifts it. Now talk about gaseousness. I'm not going. Well, I won't go deeply into that today. But in any event. Um, the, so uh, typically, those roofers will come back and remediate, but now you're going to get into a cosmetic issue. Let's say that they get that 
So it's stuck down pretty darn well, and we don't have any more voids, but it's uglier in blazes because the rest of the roof has been weathered, and right. now you have right in the front, and let's say you've got a pitched roof so everybody can see it sure. and enjoy it, you've mm. got a great big 9-foot-by-9-foot white patch. Right. Uh, that would definitely be then still, because it arises from what was originally an issue for more than cosmetic, sure. that would actually be an application issue that would still be a problem. So you'd still have an objection about that. But let's, let's just say, for instance, we go to the ROC and the ROC expresses no interest or you, you, they come up with a preliminary work order uh, for a corrective work order and you don't agree. If that looks like going to be the direction where the ROC is going to go, it's very difficult to convince them to go otherwise. I say that from experience, right. not, not because it's statutory, but that just is a fact. Uh, oftentimes, it's better at that point to go directly to civil remedies. Now, do remember, the registrar cannot award damages. They can't award attorney's fees. If you hire an expert to come out and make your case for you, because, gosh, you're not a roofer. You don't know what to say or what the issues are. You just know you have a leak inside right. or you have a spot in the ceiling. Uh, then that individual's fees are not going to be recovered at the ROC. There is absolutely for, for, for agreeing with you and providing you with all the information to make your case and perhaps even testifying for you at an ROC hearing, in which there's no attorneys required if you don't want to. Of course, the other side will show up with one. But if you want to show up one without one, that's fine. But let's say you prevail and win hands down. The problem is you're not going to get any damages because they are incapable of awarding them. You're not going to get any attorney's fees. And you're not going to get any expert fees. So you went in for a $12,000 problem and you spent $14,000 proving it. There's the problem. Yeah. Now, other states are not necessarily like that, although California is. Our statute here is patterned a little bit after California in Arizona. Uh, we, we brother sister states, they do follow each other a lot in this area of law. So... It puts you in the superior court in both states when you're in that kind of box. Yeah, when you get to that stage, it's 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 hard to dis- well. That's something like like I say, voids in a foam roof. That's something that really that as a contractor, I would have to say, you know, you should be able to see it, and that's <laughs> that's my name on your roof. And if it looks that bad, you know, I don't care what it's going to cost. I want to fix it. Because I don't want to have that hanging over my head looking at something that's really bad. And, you know, Lord knows, I mean, it looks bad. Plus, you have you have issues on the register website. When you go look up your, your register number, you, it'll say something. It'll say, you know, one complaint, you know, not, not, um, not satisfied. It wasn't right. sad. It wasn't corrected. Uh, for the builder, it's, it's pretty nasty to get down before the ROC. And that may be the only real handle the consumer has there. And that is that... The ROC has the capacity to revoke licenses. It's the one that grants that license, and it can take it away as well. And so what the builder has on the line in most cases, especially smaller ones, the bigger ones I just don't think so. I think they're too too palsy with the government community for that to happen, and they got too many friends in the governor's office. But if you're a mid- to small-sized builder, you've got the threat uh, of the sort of Damocles hanging over you. It's not a matter of a repair. It might be a matter of losing your livelihood entirely by having that license gone. Uh, and, of course, since we're in the day of the dossier and the day of the Internet, if you want to get business, you don't want to have a bunch of nasty grams down at the ROC's office about your past conduct. Because yeah. people are going to log on when thinking about using you and find out what it says there. And they may, and you know, it's funny because maybe you could have a great explanation as a builder about why it says that and by why the consumer was wrong and why you ignored the consumer. But that doesn't settle well with other consumers. The very fact is you got a ding, and it doesn't matter how and why and what the explanation was. It's true. So it behooves the builder to cooperate with these things. But most builders are like artists. You're criticizing their artwork, 
and they go into what I call a glandular response as opposed to the frontal lobes. <laughs> and, and that is you're a hateful human being as a consumer, and you're just a, a crabby and nasty, and you don't even know what you're talking about. So how dare you spit on my product? And, mm-hmm. and, and you, so you get, unfortunately, builder reactions as opposed to coping mechanisms that are pretty, pretty grotesque and actually encourages the consumer to, to even greater remedies because they're, they then get mad, too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, a lot of things get get carried away. But, you know, the best thing to do is no matter what part of the of the process that you're in, obviously, I mean, as a contractor, I try and go back and look at see, look at it from the homeowner's perspective. If there is an issue, I mean, in 27 years, I think we've we've done a pretty good job going back. And if there is an issue taking care of it to make sure that they're happy when I leave and I'm done. I can go home and sleep at night. This way it's good. But, you know, again, there are certain homeowners and certain contractors that just can't get along. And the best thing to do is go back and just, you know, satisfy the the customer and then just move on and know that you'll never do any more work for that guy ever again. Well, Well, that's like there's a builder I'll never drive out to to be able to talk with their person. Because I ended up with two two broken um, side mirrors on my truck and slashed tires. Well, consumers that don't expect godlike performance from their builder. All they expect is empathy. So lots of times when they're calling you back, you have the opportunity to make an even better customer. If I'm speaking now from the builder standpoint, because I represent both sides of that community, uh, consumer and builder. And maybe there's a value when they say, that door is just not right. I am furious. I can't stand it. It doesn't shut. The wind blows it open. And you take a look, and there's some signs that that door's been abused. Something's been doing, somebody's yeah. been doing. But you know what? For the 50 bucks it's going to take you to level that thing out and shim it a tad bit more and make them happy and tell them right off, you know, this thing's been abused. I don't know what you're doing with it. Did you take it off when you moved the furniture in or something? Did your furniture mover take it off or something? Anyway, you know what? I'm not even responsible, but I'm going to do it anyway because you're nice folks. And by gosh, I want to stand behind my work. When you walk away from there... Rather than making an enemy who begrudgingly yeah. accepted your remediation and you're ticked off and your teeth are grinding because you know you weren't responsible for abuse, instead you got a great customer who's going to tell their mother and their sister and everybody else that you back up your work. So well, there's value in doing that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's one good thing that you've got to remember that it, it, that little extra commitment goes a long way when it comes to you know having a, a, good, a good, clean, you know, record on your register of contractors it does and for the consumer i really do think that there's so many things involved and consumers do oftentimes not know what they're talking about because they're not technologists are expected to be it's best to get some professional help right off and a very good place to go for the professional help is another builder or a, uh, a registered home inspector in the state of arizona or uh, CREA or one of those uh, certified uh, professional organizations in california and have them come out and take a look First of all, to tell you if you've got any issues and maybe spot the rest. It's best to go to the well once. Yeah, if there's true. one issue, there's probably a few more. If it's a legitimate issue, there's probably a couple more. Yeah, sure. And get them all out in front and then work it through that way, uh, through the statutory way and the ROC way. And lots of times you're going to get results. Yeah, that's great. Jim, how can our listeners contact you? We've got uh, a toll-free number that I think would be the best since we also practice in a number of states, not just Arizona and California. That number is 1-800-999-4-LAW, L-A-W, on your keypad. Reaches us any place on the planet, and we'd be glad to help you out somehow. And if you're starting at the early stages of these issues or if you're at the frustration stage, it's probably about time to talk to a lawyer. 
and uh, we'd be glad to take that consultation and see if we can't get you steered in the right way. My background's both in engineering, building, and law, so I usually know the answer, or at least I can ad lib an answer that's probably. <laughs> there close you to go. Right. All right, all right, get all in right. the ballpark, yeah. Jim and Tyler, thank you so much for being on the show today, and you guys have a really merry Christmas and a happy new year, and we'll see you in 2017. Thanks, Steve, Dan, Thanks. and Blaze. You guys are wild guys down here. I listen to you regularly. All right. <laughs> All right. Jim Ackley and Tyler Lee from Ackley Law. All right. When we come back, the rest of the people are in the house and the food is being served by Chef Du Jour, Mary Heitmeyer. So um, if we have a, a mouthful of food when we come back, please excuse us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. Are you tired of the runaround from your heating and air conditioning company? Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, and I'd like to tell you about a company I respect and trust, the pros at Quality Systems Air Conditioning and Refrigeration. They are the Valley's premier heating and air conditioning service company. Each and every professional at Quality Systems goes through a stringent training process of continuing industry education. Larry Thompson, the owner of Quality Systems, and his staff exemplify the meaning of integrity and honesty. Quality Systems is a licensed, bonded, and insured company for your protection. When I have a heating and air conditioning need, I call the pros at Quality Systems. Why wait? Call the pros at Quality Systems right now, 480-247-7654, or find them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. If you've been looking for that one store that has the best selection of tile, natural stone, hardwood, and more for your next remodel, look no further. Inex Creative Floors for the past 15 years has helped designers, homeowners, and architects bring their creative ideas to life. If you're looking to create that wow factor in your next remodel, Inex Creative Floors is the place you should go. Conveniently located on North Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Scottsdale, they are open daily Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call today, 480-767-1440. Or visit them on the web at inexcreativefloors.com. Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with DeSimila is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with DeSimila on the Double White Network. Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, AZ High Tech Tile and Stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes, floor tile and shower walls, and anything while using materials such as granite, tile, travertine, porcelain, and much, much more. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate. We are members of the NTCA, CTIOA, and Certified CTC. Ceramic Tile Consultant. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone is a value trade partner for all image home improvement kitchen and bathroom makeovers. Give them a call today for your free estimate. 602-799-9619 or find them on the web at azhightechtileandstonellc.com. The following takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. 
All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live, and this is the 2016 version of the Holiday Fire Safety Special. And, uh, Dan, you know, it's some great information from uh, Jim and Tyler. You know, it's one of the things that are um, just, you know, things that happened with in the course of doing business, and that's some of the things that you need to just take care of. That's well. If you don't take care of it, it's not going to get done. No, you know, and, and they'll just sit there and get worse and worse until it does fall down around your ears. So you've got to be proactive on those defects and issues on a home. Yeah, that's all you can do, you know. And um, again, Dan, Dan and I were talking a little bit in, or earlier in the first hour about you know some of these um, issues around safety that happen during the course of uh, Christmas time. And um, I call it the silly season. It's silly season, you know. <laughs> and one of the things that we want to we want to welcome welcome to the show our good friend and sponsor Sean Lapointe from Mister Electric. He's got his he's got his Mister Electric T shirt. That's on. the name of his band. That's what that is. Is that the name of the band, uh, Sean, or what? I don't think so. No, the name of the band is uh, T shirt and flip flops on a T- Sunday <laughs> at nine o'clock. Oh, so, oh wait, Saturday. What day is Saturday, this? Hey, Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> it is Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. Come see Sean and Chandler. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, Johnny City at Fabinis tonight on Saturday, Yo, 9 see, o'clock. He brought his radio voice with him. Right. Meanwhile, Blade, <laughs> Blade's, Blade's taking care of that dessert, like, looking really good there. I'm way past you guys. I'm on course. Course no, two? No, two. Oh, well, that's amazing. Oh, that's it amazing. is. And by the way, right. breakfast was awesome. Thank it was. you very much. Oh, it was unbelievable. Oh, see, what was that? Mary, come over here for a quick second. And tell, tell us, Mary Heitmeyer from Chef Du Jour, let's talk a little bit about the <laughs> the recipe that you brought us here because it's it's pretty uh, pretty awesome. And you got everybody like going out of the studio happy. Well, I brought you two because we have Christmas coming up and New Year's Eve. So the dessert is for Christmas. It's a frozen raspberry cheesecake. You can use fresh Ooh. raspberries and cream cheese, and it's absolutely delicious and super easy to make. So it's a good one. Plus, you keep it in the freezer so you don't have to worry about it going bad. I think even my granddaughter, great-granddaughter, would like this one. She turns her nose up at everything. She's at that three, uh, oh, icky. I think she, even she would like that one. With the raspberry cheesecake? Yeah. Yeah, and it's got fresh raspberries in it, so there's a little bit of healthy stuff in there. There you go. And then the other dishes for New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, it's more of a comfort dish. It's um, a meatball stroganoff with portobello mushrooms. It's it's, it's very comforting. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, Dan, Dan, <laughs> where did you get that? Where did you get that? What do you look like? You, would you Did you make a stop at Burger King or something? No, those are he's, antlers. Oh, he's got his antler Christmas hat on. It looked like he, he had, looked like he was from that Burger King commercial. <laughs> well, I knew I was in the right parking lot the when I saw your deer. antlers on his car. Uh-huh, got know, got the, the antlers on the car. No, the ears, the elf ears on the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. those were elf ears? Mm-hmm. I'll have to go back and look. <laughs> doesn't make a difference. There are ears in there on his car, and it's not like a Christmas tree. It's like a moving Christmas tree. Hey, he's got the spirit. Unbelievable. He does. Yeah, yeah he he's got spirit, he's yeah. got the spirit. He does. Now the only other thing, <laughs> the only other thing that we want we don't want to have happen is have him light up like a Christmas tree because he's shorted out because then Sean will have to have to come and save him. That's right. No, that's my neighbor across the street. Oh, baby. Oh. <laughs> but uh now getting back getting back to um this great food that you brought here. I mean, this is and if you're interested in in taking and uh, taking part in this and making it for your 
holiday season. You could see the, the we've got the recipes posted on our show website, imagehomeimprovementshow.com. Both of them. Our good friend Ed Martinez promised me he was going to have them both up there today. So make sure and we'll leave them up during the holiday season. So this way you can always make them, print them, keep them, because you can have them all year round. But this time, this is some great, this is some great stuff, Mary. Thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. And um, God, you know, I can't wait for next. What next time we'll see you is Valentine's Day. I can't imagine what's going to happen for Valentine's Day. Yeah, we'll have to do something really special. It's going to be something. We have to give Blade something really special to know <laughs> how much we love him. Aw. <laughs> Everything will be heart-shaped. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. Everything will be heart-shaped, including including, including the next cheesecake that comes your way. <laughs> oh, I've even got things for the truck for Valentine's. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Cupid's wings Cupid's, or what? Oh, oh, no. More wings. Oh, no. <laughs> It'll be Dan looking a little cherubic. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, Mary, thank you so much. Mary Heidmeyer from Chef Du Jour. And if you're interested in having Mary come out and actually cook for you, how could they do that? Well, you can reach me through my website, www.chefdujour.com, and it's spelled C-H-E-F-D-U-J-O-U-R, like soup du jour. Or you can call me directly on my private line, which is 480-830-9607. Okay, great. Sean, how are you, are you all ready for holiday season, or are you just out spreading cheer tonight? You know, uh, a little bit of both, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was telling Dan about the band, and we want to just digress a little bit here because, you know. You know uh, no, Sean, we never do Sean, that. Sean, <laughs> no, never. Well, we, never <laughs> we never have any sidebars. What, are you kidding me? No, but um, Sean is. Uh, does That's where so, all the fun is. Has, Sean is actually, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a guy not just to be a business owner and a great electrician and a great friend, but on the other hand, too. He can play. He can play some good music, and you know that. I was telling Dan a little bit before about that. I couldn't find the clip that you sent me. I could have swore you texted me that you would, uh, that um, YouTube video of that segment that you did. You gave to me months ago. I couldn't find it. I wanted to share it with Dan. I'll look it up. Let me handle that. Where is it again? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually. Uh, you can either go on uh, JohnnyCityBand.com or Johnny City Band Facebook. And uh, it's uh, the video is readily available there. Oh, so, and it's yeah. and it's great. It's some great, great R and B stuff, man. I'll tell you, if you're a great lover of R and B, it's 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 yeah. good. I mean, really. I tried to get Dan. Did Dan? I said, Dan, do you want to go out? You know, tonight and support Sean. He told me he said he didn't want to go out after dark. He was going to explode. <laughs> he was going to explode. <laughs> His ears are going to turn turn black or something. That's I don't like the know. opposite of a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't kid yourself. We went we went out with coffee this morning. Good thing I stopped at Circle K for, because where we went for coffee and breakfast this morning, the pot just like that water heater went through the roof. The pot blew up, and they couldn't make coffee for anybody uh. at all. All they could do is sell bagels. That's all right, a- what's what's the name of the song? <laughs> he's got it up oh, on the website. So there he's you got go. songs up. There, there's a video there too. Um, you know, you can pick any song that you like there. Um, but Johnny, really, this Johnny is, locked not, out of heaven. What do you got? Locked out of heaven. Give it to me. Relax, Billy Jean. Um, Let's do smooth operators. That'd go good? for it. Yeah, Let's absolutely. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe we should. Be, we, this is like a should be talking about electrical here today. I well, know. I know. Uh, all right. We promise. We'll talk a little electrical right after this. <laughs> Oh, it's just a little bit? It's just a little bit, yeah. We just a little snippet, too. Just a little snippet. Love, love 
while everybody Damn. eats. Sounds like a samba, doesn't it? <laughs> I like the riff. Who's that, who's that singing? Uh, that's Emily Claude doing the singing. We, uh, we, uh, she's from Florida, actually, and uh, we did some auditions and uh, came in and thought we uh, thought we found a real okay. knock it out of the yeah, park. Yeah, she's awesome. Now. Yeah, she's real good. Yep. Well, the, uh, we did uh, Johnny City Band, Mr. Electric's band, so people could eat, basically. Is, what is that out. what that is? Yeah. Everybody's, yeah, that's everybody's right, feeding that's their right. face. Everybody, everybody's yeah, catching up. <laughs> We're catching up. I still can't get over that hat, Dan. I don't know. But I, between the hat and the headphones, I don't know. I know. Blade, make sure you take a picture of that. we got to post that on the website. Dan, yeah, no one's going to call him for any kind of work if we post that. <laughs> They're going to think he's out of your, your mind. Uh, why not? Uh, anyway. Who, are you playing bass on this, Sean? Is that what you're doing? I do play bass. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, anyway, back to electric. All right, enough of that. All right, I got, I got, I got, I got one course down. Okay. Uh, anyway, Sean, tell us a little bit about some of the things that obviously holiday season is here. People are stringing Christmas lights everywhere, and they think as long as there's an open plug, it's good. I mean, and it's just too much, too much electric and not enough power. You need calls like that for people that are shorting out things or they're looking to add electric to their home for their outlets, yes, for their lights? Yes, indeed. All of the above. You know, it's very common for us to get a call and say, you know, uh, everything was working great and, uh, and, uh, and now it's not working great. I turned on the microwave <laughs> and everything went off. Yeah. <laughs> and so, well, what'd you do? Well, we decided to go all Griswoldy on it and, uh, and granted, with the advent of uh, LED lighting, it's kind of lessened the uh, you know the power consumption issues. But what we do run into is um, the uh, the GFI protection scheme is still in place, or not, depending on what we run into. And so, you know, uh, they get a uh, you know like a lot of times, as an example, the uh, bathroom outlets and the exterior outlets and the garage outlets and the laundry room outlets. They all share the same common circuit. Then we add on about 650 feet of uh, Christmas lights. and uh, That little 15-amp you know, breaker yeah, just can't take then, no yeah, more. Yeah, and then uh, add a blow dryer <laughs> and a refrigerator, and that's about all she wrote. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing. And, I've, yeah. and too many times I've, I've found in inspections, they have a 15-amp for, like, the kitchen or a 15-amp for the garage, which should be 20 you know, come on. That was how they did it for the longest time. It was, uh, you know, the codes have changed since then. But, you know, for, you know, even when we were uh, wiring houses back in the day, you know, 80s and 90s, it was a common circuit for the bathrooms and the garage and the exterior. Yeah, one just, you know, one home run on it. Yeah, yeah. everything. And so, you know, like a blow dryer takes up that whole circuit, you know. That's right. So, the, so you end up seeing somebody sitting in the hallway doing their hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or ironing, too. We see that a lot. And they get the iron plugged into the hallway. So I'm like, what's going on? Well, you know, it uh, didn't work with the blow dryer. Well, no, of course not. You know, together, it's just, it's just too much. So, uh, and then you got the, uh, the, you know, the aspect of that circuit being GFI protected. And so they run a bunch of extension cords in the, in the lawn. And, and you get a nice uh, temperature inversion. You get a lot of dew. And then the circuit sure does so. not work. So. Yeah, yeah it, it, does, it does its job. It does its job. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just amazing when you think about. It. I know I, we had a customer um, not too long ago. Actually, they were out running lines, and you know, he's got like I, you know, icicle lights hanging all over the fascia board. He's got stuff in the front yard, and he's got outlets out there. And you know, one of the things I think a lot of people have issues with. You know, they think if they have an extension like a molding strip. 
there you could plug a lot of plugs into that huh. if it was an interior one, they tr- they think they could use it anywhere and they'll use it outside. And guess what happens? Like like last night, all of a sudden, rain shows up, interior molding strip on the exterior. That's not a good thing, no. you know, and bad things can happen. Like I was telling earlier, you know, you leave those Christmas lights up all year long. And before you know it, it becomes a fire hazard. Or what happens is you drive by it and a different section of lights are out every night. There'll be a different section yeah. <laughs> all the way around the house. That's right. On the roof, on that's, one side, there's a different it. section out around that that's house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. All right, when we come back, we've got more guests and more <laughs> stuff coming your way right here on Image Home Improvement Live. <laughs> and I'm going to finish my dessert. Don't go away. Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today, 480-948-4282, or check them out on the web at papagnos.com. The real estate market in Arizona is forever changing. As your home buying and selling needs change through life, you need a realtor that understands the market. Realty Executives has over 50 years of experience providing cutting-edge service and support for all their clients and was ranked a top 25 real estate company in the U.S. Whatever your real estate needs are, you need to call your Realty Executives expert. Call today, 602-957-0444 or find them on the web at phoenixrealtyexecutives.com. Organization is a big deal in most areas of the home, but nowhere is it more important than the laundry room. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about how to get the most from yours right after this. Fall means cooler temperatures, beautiful colors, and long hours of raking leaves. Until now, introducing the new dual-time leaf rake from Ames. With a double row of tines and clog-free design, it rakes up to 45% faster than standard rakes, making leaf raking easier than ever. It even comes with a detachable hand rake for cleaning under shrubs and in tight spaces. The Ames Dual Tine Leaf Rake. Leaves hate it, you'll love it. Available now at the Home Depot and other fine retailers. The laundry room is one of the busiest areas in the home, and yet they're usually not that large. So here are a few tips to maximize their efficiency. Create a series of hamper-sized shelves or cubbies to make sorting clothes by color easier and more efficient. You can arrange them vertically or horizontally depending on your layout. You can never have too much shelving, so consider adding some up near the ceiling. A shelf that is flush with the tops of door casings can run all the way around the room and provide lots of extra storage, plus a handy place to mount a closet rod for hanging clothes. Tall, shallow shelving above or adjacent to the washing machine is also a good idea for detergent, bleach, and other laundry products. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. This is Amber Sullins, Chief Meteorologist for ABC 15 News. Nightly, I update you with the most up-to-date and accurate forecasting of our valley's weather. The most accurate and cutting-edge information for your home can be found here every Saturday morning with Steve Dubell and Image Home Improvement, live on the Double Wide Network. All right. 
We are back. You're a great American. I love you. Yeah, I know. That's what they always say. I'll be back. <laughs> that's, that's another one of our, uh, as we like to say on the show, Fots, friends of the show. In case you didn't get that. But Blade Blade knows that. Is there an emoji for that? I don't know. Maybe we should maybe we should get Blade to make an emoji for that. What do you think? Friends of the show. Fots. Is that one of those real brown, brown clumps? No, no. No. <laughs> no, Dan. That doesn't work like that. <laughs> Jeez. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. It's our holiday fire and electrical safety special. And uh, with us this hour is Sean LaPointe from Mr. Electric. And now joining us, uh, Paul Taylor, who's here also from the um, – actually, Paul Taylor – I'm sorry. Paul Taylor was <laughs> supposed to be here, excuse me, because our Facebook posting said Paul. But here with us is Jamie Rothschild from the Phoenix Police Department as well as Rob McDade from the Phoenix Fire Department. Guys, thanks so much for being here today. Great. Thanks for having us. All thanks right. One of the things that we always try and do here around the holiday season, obviously let our listeners, you know, become a little more aware of some of the things to be careful of, obviously shopping, um, as well as taking care of their home. As we were talking last segment with Sean, a little bit about, you know, the hazards of fire and your Christmas trees. And, you know, um, every year it, it, it becomes an issue. And I hate to see you in these Things in the morning when I get up and, you know, there was a fire here because of Christmas lights or a Christmas tree or somebody was careless with a candle. I mean, it just I mean, tell how often I mean, does it get any better year from year, Rob? I mean, or is it it's a constant educational, up, you know, thing to do every year because I don't think everybody forgets. I would say yes and no to that answer. It, it <laughs> doesn't seem to get any better. But uh, we feel like uh, the numbers of the population increase and the, and the incidents stay the same. So maybe that's an attribute yeah. to that. But absolutely, I mean, these guys touched on it great. The electrical is where it starts. Uh, so electrical fires start with, you know, you don't have the right maintenance to your box. You're, you're overdoing it. You're, you're hanging Christmas lights. And then you talk about the fires. That's a main thing, too. Uh, I love new Christmas trees, right? Real ones, right? Clark Griswold yeah, go out there, chop one it. down. I love they it. smell amazing, but they're dangerous. And if you're not watering them, if, if you keep them up for too long, because people like to stay in that spirit past Christmas and all of that. But basically, you're putting a highly flammable, uh, well, death trap, for lack of a better term, in, in your living room. Oh, boy, uh, kindling in the, in the living room. Absolutely. And then we wrap it around with nice hot lights, and you'll still watch it burn. <laughs> and there you go. And so, yeah, so I would say, um, obviously, not to be uh, Ebenezer here, but I would say if you can, if you can look at the cost efficiency of getting a, a fake tree – that's pre-lit and you light it every year and it's it's a newer one so it's got the you know underwriter laboratory uh testing is done with it then that's the safe route to go that's obviously the route we take that we uh encourage all of our uh, uh the valley-wide citizens to to participate in and burning candles everybody loves it's christmas time it gets it in the festive mode make sure you're in the room if it's going don't go run the errand don't go to bed with it at night um you get used to them being on all day and then you realize i've got a candle burning we've got we get a lot of fires with candles being burned. Space heaters, a lot of people love those. But if your space heater's 15 years or 20 years older, uh, it probably doesn't have the anti-tip shutoff with it. Uh, too many times we see families leave children uh, alone in the room at night with the space heater. There needs to be an adult in that well, you room. Know, you, I'm glad you brought up that issue about space heaters because about a year ago we actually did a fire restoration because the, the, the teenage kid had a space heater in the garage and he brought his friends over and they were there and they were just 
doing, you know, having fun, being kids, and all of a sudden they went in the house, forgot to shut the space heater off, and before you know it, space heater, you know, took up in the fire, took out the garage, and it had a little um, connection between the house, so it kind of fire went over and started burning that side of the house. I mean, Sean actually did all the electrical restoration work on this project for us. I mean, you know what that house looked like originally, Sean. It looked, it was just ugly. It was just ugly, and it took, um, it, it actually, what it did was, you know, your regular ABS pipe that was in that wall, it actually, it actually bent, and it, it was that thick, not to mention that the foam that was behind the stucco was gone. It had melted, so it, it fire get, gets that intense, it, it, thank God it didn't encroach and take out the house. But space heaters are, are a dangerous thing. You've got to make sure that they're working properly. Otherwise, um, if you forget to shut that off, it could be it could be really disastrous. Oh, I remember that house. That's the one at the other end of the house. The wall was full of bees, right? That's right. That oh was my the, God. That was the, that, that that was the bee house and the firehouse. <laughs> oh, man, that house didn't have a break. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Then the pool went green. <laughs> and then the, well, yeah, that's because they had to, they had no electric to keep, keep to run it to circuit. To uh, circulate, that's, that's and, right. at one time they had a generator working there for a while because obviously the neighbors complained. It becomes a mosquito nest because mm-hmm. it's just so much stagnant water there. It's, it's ridiculous. Just pump it out and wait till we can get back. You know. Well, you know that's pros and cons, but that's you know that's, that's another for, show. for another show for another pool show in 2017. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, um, you know I can't tell you. I mean, we talk about it all year long, but especially this time of year when we're talking about. You know, those lights that people just leave up all year long. And I don't know why they did it, because when I look back east, it, you know, it came January, you took the lights down. It's no big deal. But out here, people just have them up and they leave them up. And a good point to also add to that is what do you use to get up to those lights? It's a ladder, right? And exactly. there's a lot of people, unfortunately, with the Phoenix Fire Department, we're also providing EMS services. We have two paramedics on each truck. And I've been on 16 years, and unfortunately, I've been on, I'm not laughing, it's not a laughing matter, but I'm astounded how many people think they haven't been on a ladder in a year. Now, I'm not trying to overcomplicate, you know, skills on a ladder. It's pretty elementary. However, it, you, you don't understand the balance ratio. Is it on flat ground? And I'm surprised how many times somebody decides to stand on that very top step, reach in and get that light on there. And if you, uh, if you have a fall twice the, the, the height of your body, that can be a fatal fall. We go on people that snap legs, snap arms, head injuries. Um, so obviously, let's talk about the fire safety with the lights. But getting those lights up is also very dangerous. Yeah. Use an expert. A lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people don't have experience up on a ladder and what it takes. I mean, you really have to think about how much you weigh. Is it on flat ground? And it's it's dangerous. So if, if you're at all certain, use an expert. Have somebody out there. Have a spot or have somebody That's holding right. that yeah. ladder. Call Mr. Electric. Yeah, call Mr. Electric. <laughs> and, and, and just for a quick one. My neighbor across the street, the other neighbor, bless his heart, he was on the top rung of one of those uh, nice super ladders, and he still was hanging out and trying to grab the edge of the... He was trying to fly, you mean? Yeah, he he was like tippy toes out, trying to shove the light into the clip, and I'm like, I can't watch. No, it it becomes a hazard, and if anybody has ever experienced a fall... Oh, yeah. Like I had, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not... Fun. Concrete is, not, concrete is not no. very forgiving. No. And gravity no. always wins. No, neither is aluminum metal ladders. No. No. You know, but, you know, thank God for my, you know, tough German skull. 
I'd be I, otherwise I'd be. We're I'd so pr- glad you're thick-headed, Steve. Yeah, I am just sometimes. <laughs> now, well, uh, you may say that. I don't know if my wife would say that though. But uh, no, things like that. You've got to be careful. It, it takes again, like home improvement. Fire safety is common sense. The other thing that people need to obviously watch out for, you know, something that normal now what they do is obviously fireplaces. Fireplaces could be notorious because you never know. Maybe you haven't had your fire your fireplace serviced before you decided to light it up when it started getting cold. That could be a problem, too. And how many people have forgot, open up the flue, and they light up the fire, and all of a sudden now they got smoke in their house everywhere. I mean, that's just. We just had a fire up north uh, last week uh, with a fire exactly as the way you yeah. described it. They started the fire. It's been a year. Uh, the flue, the, actually, the handle was uh, not operating properly. Right. So they thought it was open, put a lot of wood in there. They wanted to get oh, it going well. Stock yeah. it up. So it found, you have that zero clearance fireplace. So it right. found the voids within the fireplace. So Ooh. the stucco, oh. so that spread into the roof and then it spread into the attic. So we had, I mean, it completely burned the roof off of the home. Oh, wow. Just because they didn't do maintenance before you start it, look up, open it. Can you feel air coming down from the, from the outside? Can right. you see some light coming right. from the top? Make sure that flue is working. Don't overload that fireplace. Um, and also make sure on the top where the fire and the heat and the smoke come out, a lot of people like to have that look where the vines grow on the brick or oh whatever. Oh, my God. I, oh did yeah. I did an inspection panic. on a house. Both fireplaces were covered. Right. In right. So you've got hot cloth. gases and sparks from the wood. And you're gonna have, now you're going to – we have a call, and it's the chimney's on fire. And that sounds funny because the chimney – Right. That chimney's going to then spread into the roof. Sure. And the way the catch claw in this house was, it actually had grown into the front vent of the house. Right. So it could grow, grow from the fireplace around through and back into the house. So it gave it a path for the fire to travel. Yeah. Right into the home. A big old yeah. one. That thing had been there at least 15 years. Absolutely. That's amazing. That's amazing. It was, All right. vi- it was a vine thing to look at. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. All right. I'll give you that. All right. When we come back, <laughs> we're going to be talking with Jamie from the Phoenix Police Department. Also, make sure that you are safe. And Lord knows it's all about, you know, just watching over your shoulder and making sure everything, being like from the East Coast, everybody kids me, but it's like I lock everything. And you got to do that just to be safe. So make sure you stay tuned. We've got more coming your way on Image Home Improvement Live. Good morning, honey. It's the weekend, and you know I have a long list of things that need to be done around the house. You know, some of them are a little bit complicated. Do you think you can handle the list? Sure, honey, no problem. You know I've been doing repairs around the house for years. I know, but sometimes you can be dangerous with tools. Remember the time you tried to change the water heater and put in a new one? That was the great flood of 2015. I don't want that disaster to ever happen again at our house. Maybe we should start listening to that contractor who's on the radio, Steve Dubell. He has a show called Image Home Improvement Live. Well, I don't know everything about our home, so maybe a little education can do us both good. Where can we find the show? Every Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Get your weekly dose of home improvement every Saturday morning on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Don't be a homeowner who's dangerous with tools. Call in with your questions. 480-421-0640. How many times have you had a plumbing emergency and didn't know who to call? When small problems become big emergencies, 
you need to call the experts at Curry Plumbing, a family-owned business with 25 years' experience. No job is too small or too large, and the work gets done right the first time, every time. Services include repair and replacement of leaky faucets, broken garbage disposals, water heaters, water softeners, and much more. Curry Plumbing should be your choice for all your plumbing needs. Give them a call today, 623-587-0234. Or check them out on the web, curryplumbing.com. Getting the money to renovate your home has never been easier. All Western Mortgage has helped hundreds of families with their home financing needs, including renovation loans for all types of borrowers. VA, FHA, and conventional borrowers can take advantage of these programs. Give us a call. 480-237-3535. 480-237-3535. And ask for Chris, the renovation guy. All Western Mortgage Inc. NMLS 14210. Arizona Banker 092328. Branch NMLS 1074188. 4835 East Cactus Road, Suite 110 and 220. Scottsdale, Arizona 85254. All borrowers are subject to credit qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify as certain restrictions apply on all programs. The information contained in this material is not guaranteed to extend credit or lend. Terms and conditions are subject to change without notice. Equal housing lender. Hi, this is Skip Bedell. And Allison Bedell from the Spike TV hit show, Catch a Contractor. We catch contractors that have left homeowners with unfinished remodeling projects. And if you don't want this to happen to you, listen to Image Home Improvement Live. Every Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. It is our Holiday Fire Electric Safety Special, our last live broadcast of 2016, and it's uh, another year, another year in the record book, Stan. I don't know. Time just keeps flying. We, Like Blade said earlier, you know, it's just what were we thinking about for goals for 2016, and here we are wrapping up the year and another, another good year to look forward to. Now I'm going to get 15 taken care of one of these days. <laughs> uh, yeah right okay that's for sure and, you know you know all i got one thing to say to that Woo-hoo! that's right that's let's right. just do it but you know one of the things that you know we needed to do for blade today that we didn't because we want to give blade a you know a nice send-off for the for the um yeah, end of the year so girls good morning steve <laughs> okay all right. i gotta get a new one of those i gotta get one that says good morning blade I think we could do that one. I think we'll do that one. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I hear the phone ringing. Good morning, Angels. There you go. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, all right. Listen, we are back. We want to talk a little bit, obviously, about, you know, safety and, you know, your well-being. That's one of the things you got to look out for because, you know, there's a zillion people going out shopping. And, in fact, in fact, Jim Eckley said when he got done with the show in the first hour, where was he going? Dan, he was going out shopping. 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 Going to spend some money. And guess what? Who else is out there in in the parking lots? Somebody to take it from you. People taking <laughs> it from you. So with us to tell us a little bit more how we could be safe, Jamie Rothschild from the Phoenix Police Department. Jamie, thanks for being here today and uh, subbing for Paul. No, no problem. I Thanks for having us. And I got to apologize to everyone in the room and the listeners because when I'm around someone else from New York, my okay. my accent comes out a little bit, so. Oh, but can I just what tell accent? You? What accent? <laughs> can I tell you? You said something that is sure. actually very telling. You said you're from New York and yes. you lock your doors, and I'm the same. Yes. But we have a, a challenge out here in Arizona that we didn't have in New York. 
What? In New York, we didn't have the air conditioning running all the time. So you could hear your neighbors. You knew your neighbors. You knew who belonged. And you knew who to stay away from your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> but the screen door was usually shut, but yeah. you could hear things going on. And that's a great crime prevention tool. In Arizona, the blinds are shut. The air is on. You've got that, that hum in the background, and the garage door closes instantly. We have a challenge out here knowing our neighbors and knowing who yeah. belongs in our neighborhoods. That's right. And that's true because a lot of times, you know, we, we've done remodel work. Where we've walked into a home and look from the outside, it looks just like a normal home. And you walk inside, and it's it it's it's a grow room. Now we did a, we did a oh, rehab yeah, on a complete remodel uh, about a year and a half ago over on the west side. House looked now it looked like it was it was okay. It wasn't that taken care of that well. But we went in. The garage was completely. Sean actually did the work on that when we did the we restored the home to its normal living condition. But the garage they had. Uh, insulated the garage door, built a false wall. They had done some, as Sean, I'm sure he'll agree, some creative electrical work that was <laughs> yeah. not, shall we say, up to code. There's also some creative ducting. A creative duct work. The I air mean, conditioner and the bed bugs and all the other stuff. Yeah, so you'd never know what was going on inside. That would have made a great house for property wars. You know, had trying to decide, should I buy it, should I not buy it? You know, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Because the house is so sealed, you have no idea who's in that house. And if somebody drives in, they drive in the garage, the garage door closes. And if they're not friendly uh, or part wanting to mix with the community, you'll never know who they, who's living there. Greatest gift a neighborhood could have is the Mrs. Kravitz. It's the nosy neighbor who pays attention to what's going on out there. And I, I'll, I'll tell you, if you could live in a community where people are curious, uh, that's a really good thing. That's 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 true. Well, see, down my street, it's interesting. Uh, in my house, it's Air Force. Across the street's Marines, and down one house is Navy. <laughs> we know each other by hey Air Force, hey Marine. <laughs> but we know each other. We've talked to each other. One yeah. of our crime prevention specialists tells a story about a lady who called and said, "Hey, the pool cleaners at my neighbor's house," and the officers didn't know. Now I don't know if this is a true story. I'm told it is, but the officers didn't understand why that was a call. And then when they got there, she said, "Well, they don't have a pool." And he went back oh, there, and it was a guy in a pool cleaner truck who was helping himself to what was in the house. And so wow. knowing your neighbors and knowing who belongs is absolutely critical. And I'll tell you, right now, and I would, this just happened to me the other day, I always worry about those unattended packages. We've done almost yeah. all of our shopping online. So you've got the cyber issues of protecting your identity, and then you've got the delivery issue. So if you know in your neighborhood who is retired, who is around during the day, or if you can ship those packages to your work, or if you have a neighbor who can receive those, uh, really think outside the box, no pun intended, on these because yeah. when you look at those things just sitting out there, they're, they're little vulnerabilities and you don't want to lose the Christmas gifts. That's right. And then somebody sends you a, a, a Christmas, a good Christmas gift that, you know, that's expensive. You know, you see these things on television all day where they turn the videos in, you know, and they're, and they're doing, uh, they're just running away. And it's just, I don't even think that the cameras are deterring them because they probably figure how they are going to know who I am. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. And that's where, so I run Silent Witness and we go everywhere. And the, what we do is we work with every law enforcement agency and we say, the community knows who these folks are and we'll pay them. We'll keep them anonymous. And we rely on that video. So today, ironically, I put out probably the best video. I've, we, it looked like it was filmed from a GoPro. And it was of an armed robbery that had occurred. And I anticipate this will probably get solved pretty quick because it's such crystal clear video. So you've got the deterrent factor of the camera, and then you've got the evidentiary value of the video. You put those things together, and you link law enforcement with the community, and we can do unbelievable things when we work together. That's right. How safe are our uh, shopping malls 
this year? Are they, are they, have they taken extra security measures throughout some of the malls to actually protect, especially people in parking lots? You know, people walk outside, you know. And the one thing they always tell you, take your shopping that you go, if you're going back in the store, and put it in your trunk. Don't let people see what's in your back seat if there's packages there because it's an open invitation to somebody taking a crowbar and knocking out your window. Yeah, criminals know that not many sweaters are shaped like TVs, so simply just putting <laughs> an item of clothing on there doesn't help. Uh, but I'll tell you, if you try to think like a criminal, you look for opportunity. So I don't know if if really the opportunities have really changed that much if we're leaving car doors unlocked. And when you do that, what's in there? Your registration sometimes and your garage door opener. Do we right. really, and, and they know they'll be, you'll be in the store for a while. So you really have to think like a criminal. But I'll tell you, if you didn't do anything else that I recommend, put the phone down. Because if you don't know what's going on around you, then you're not going to see somebody come up and bump into you. You're right. not going to see someone ask you for money. It's just we, we get so transfixed on the screens not only do we not talk to people in our lives, but we, we lose a lot of situational awareness. So think like a criminal, put the phone down, have it handy in case you need it for a 911 call, uh, but take the precautions of locking your doors. Criminals go the path of least resistance. They want the unlocked car. They want the unattended person in the shopping cart. They want someone who's not paying attention. And so it's not that we need uh, or have brilliant criminal masterminds. We make it really easy for them. It's yeah, just look up. Just you look, get your head out of the thing and look up. Absolutely. All so right. I, one of the things, I'm sorry, one of the things that I tell families, talk. Talk to your kids. Know what's going on in their lives and their schools. Yeah. It makes for safer kids. It makes for stronger families. But it also makes for stronger situational awareness. If your head's down, you're just not aware of what's going on. That's true. All right. All right when we come back, we're going to have more with Jamie and Rob and Sean and the crew right here on Image Home Improvement Live. Don't go away. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies 3 Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with Dee Simula is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with Dee Simula on the Double Wide Network. Thinking about painting an older home? Don't start scraping it down just yet. I'm Danny Lifter with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about testing your paint for lead right after this. Step one, make a list of your weekend projects. Drywall, wash the patio, scrape the loose paint on the deck. Step two, pour yourself a cup of coffee. Hey, Family Guys on TV, love that show. Step three, two hours later, back to your list. Step four, pick a project, break out the tools, get it done. Step five. Go ahead. One more episode. No guilt this time. Hide Tools. Everything you need to start somewhere at thehideway.com. If your home was built prior to 1978, chances are pretty good that lead paint was used. Because lead paint is a recognized health hazard, you want to approach any contact with caution, and that starts by finding out whether or not you actually do have lead paint. Home test kits make this a simple process, and you can find out the test results in less than 30 seconds. 
A typical home test kit comes with two ready-to-use disposable swabs that can detect lead down to 600 parts per million. If you test positive for lead, then you'll be prepared to tackle your painting or remodeling project using lead-safe practices that include protection, preparation and containment, and proper cleanup. Just remember, the biggest hazard of lead paint is not knowing it's there. So take the time and take the test. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs, and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. Listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday mornings on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you know one of the things that one of the favorite one of the favorite spots that we do throughout the year is one of actually is something that uh, I get a kick out of because you know when people turn around and you know Dan, you and I, we go, the homes that we go into and we see one of the first questions that we we ask the homeowner is you didn't build that no you did you build that no, <laughs> no you no, didn't please, build that please no. tell me you didn't build please that. tell me you didn't build that because <laughs> i don't want to say that you really did a crappy job in doing it <laughs> because that's what happens you know you see stuff like that but you know you it's it, it, sometimes it leaves you speechless <laughs> it le- yeah exactly it leaves you speechless you know it's like i'm sure like some of the things that you know blade blade had his this was his year of plumbing issues so he's got all his plumbing issues now all taken care of, and he's got his he's got his grass now. And next year he's going to be, you know, we're going to go over there and actually um, hang out with him, you know, uh, in springtime during spring training, because he's going to be over in Cub Country. You betcha. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, guys. We are here with Sean Lapointe from Mister Electric, and we're also here with Jamie Rothschild from the Phoenix Police Department, Rob McDade from the Phoenix Fire Department. You know, and. Um, Sean, what do you think would be the best tip that you could give our homeowners for, you know, being electrically safe this season? Yearly. You should have called me two months ago. I know. <laughs> I know. That's right. Uh, yearly safety inspection. You yes. can get those courtesy free of charge through Mr. Electric. We offer, uh, it was basically a, uh, a safety checkup. We, uh, we take a look at disconnects and air conditioner connections, making sure the appropriate wire size for breakers, panel boxes, whether there's annealing on the busing, whether there's corrosion. And, uh, and uh, there isn't a house that we go into, got to be honest with you guys, that does not have an electrical issue. Well, very, yeah. very well here's a perfect example and that of something that happened this week. At Sean, one of Sean's technicians come out at a project that we were doing a kitchen remodel, and we wanted to hang some fans and, and some uh, chandelier lights. And all of a sudden, you know, when I got there that morning, the homeowner says, you know, can, can, can your guy check out this outlet because – there's a. Because it was on fire. It, no, it wasn't on fire. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. But it did. It did. It wasn't working. Now they had just moved into this this condo house over in North Scottsdale, and I'm like, sure. Well, if, after Sean's technician went through it and found out that it was actually wired wrong when the builder built it, and it never worked. It never worked. So she had to actually go back and and discern exactly okay how it was all 
put together so this way we can make all the outlets work, make the switches obviously work what's supposed to work, and the outlets work, you know, on their own. And so that they were always hot. This one outlet, there was nothing there, and it kept popping the breaker. So it just just because the builder built it doesn't mean it's right. So, yes, you need to have um, a yearly electrical checkup because you never know. Things change along the way. Breakers start to pop. Things wear. And then, you know, um, don't just, you know, God knows the last thing you want to do is, you know, people just, they see a breaker in the box that keeps popping. What's the first thing they do? They go get some duct tape. <laughs> and they just try to duct tape it over so it won't pop. Now, Rob will tell you that's probably one of the, the worst things you could do because guess what's happening after that? Well, you know, duct taping a breaker, it really doesn't stop it from tripping. What happens is they, they turn it on and it trips. They turn it on and it trips. And they turn it on and it trips. Right. But on the other end, every time they're doing that, you got this big arc that's happening where the short is. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Until so you know you're getting off. a phone call because a house is on fire. So Yeah, I mean, that'd be the, ne- that, that'd be the next thing. So you, you definitely don't want to have that happening. But, yeah, I mean, if you had any, and especially if you're going out buying a home, Say, how about we're going to go out and buy a flip, okay? And you want to you want to just remodel and do it. You don't know the history of that house. If you if you like Dan says, if you can't get a build fax on the house, even if I found if, Dan, if I bought a house to flip, and I even if I got a build fax report, I'd still have Sean come out and look at it electrically because not everything, even though we hope it is, is in that build fax. So you want to be able to, I mean, a build fax is a good tool. It'll give you a good idea of what was been done. But sometimes, you know, like that house, the grow house, you know, as we have (laughs) over on the west side, it's things, people do things to homes. And you don't know what's in the wall. So you got to make sure everything is at least working properly. And the one thing that you've got to be careful of, obviously, and I'm sure Rob, you'll agree, is um, during the holiday season or any part of the year, mobile homes are notorious when they when you have a short or a fire develops in a mobile home, they go up like a matchstick. I mean, it just it, it's just the nature of the beast. You've got to be extra special along with people trying to do their own wiring, Sean, especially if you have aluminum wiring and copper wiring. I mean, there's so many things that you've got to consider. The average homeowner doesn't know all these things. That's why they need the professional. And hiring an expert, you know, just <laughs> it's really funny. What's that commercial I stayed at a holiday in last night? Unfortunately, with YouTube now, and we've all been there, you want to be that home warrior and take care of your stuff. They watch one YouTube video on how to rewire something, and they actually think that makes them an expert. But they don't have the right tools. They've never done it before. And a YouTube video of how to rewire or replace something is, it's, is actually not going to apply to your house. It might be different amperages. It might be something that they need to just, again, call the expert. And if, if you're not the expert on electric or any of you know plumbing and all that, so... It, it just further illustrates when we go on these, it's so many times you, you, you folks on your end of it, and they say, oh, I did that myself. I've been on so many attic fires and house fires. They said my mm-hmm. brother said he knew a guy who had a guy that washed a video, and they went up in the attic, and they rewired it. Nice. They, they ran, or they swept oh. pipe, and they've never swept pipe oh. before. And guess what oh, happens with burn, sweating baby, pipe? <laughs> right, that pipe stays at about 600 degrees for about 15 minutes, laying up against that 2 by 4 in the attic, and they think it's fine. A good electrician is going to pack it with ice. They're going to monitor it. They're going to make sure that they've done everything right after it so again you know i can't further emphasize just hiring that expert is just the way to go it's not worth it when you lose your home yeah maybe i have insurance but it's never going to fully replace that you're going to lose some of uh pictures and in your your kids stuff your jerseys from their first home run they hit in a, in a baseball game and so again hire an expert yeah it's it's amazing you know what's amazing is the amount of times we go into a house and we uh we pinpoint and isolate you know some serious electrical safety concerns 
and the and the homeowner chooses not to do anything with it. You know, we can't force them to fix it. Sure. I see that a lot you know. in real estate. They say, can we just uh, not do that one and, and just, you know, skirt by it and we'll get the sale done? Absolutely. And then, like, the, the buyer makes an agreement with the seller to adjust the price based on the defects in the home, and the, and the problem never gets solved. Never gets yeah, it never gets yeah. solved. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's just really, it, it's something that people need to understand. I mean. Um, that wire hanging down within four foot of a pool, pool surface just, just didn't right. You know, That's not right anywhere. Jamie, let me ask you a question. How do you find people's homes um, as far as are they taking better care of their homes, being making their homes secure? Obviously, windows, doors, you know, and there's always constant new technology coming out, especially, you know, we ran into uh, a home the other day that actually had the uh, push-button code technology where it, there's an electric um uh, door that actually pushes the deadbolt closed and open so that this way there's no key involved and may, that might be a good thing but could be a bad thing how do you find how's the home security been do you guys get a lot of calls for for break-ins and, and security is bad it, it, for a lot of people it comes down to money so what we do is we talk about the layer approach so we start from the outside do you have neighbors that know each other is the neighborhood well maintained? Because you don't find a lot of crimes on a golf course, right? Because obviously someone's taking care of that. But the broken windows theory says if the neighborhood looks uh, run down, then it's going to attract more crime. So you start from the outside in. When you get closer to the home, just simple things subconsciously to show that somebody cares about the property. Well maintained, clean. It doesn't require a lot of money so much as just attention. Uh, but then when you get closer to the home, burglars want easy opportunity. They want to take your items that they can sell quickly that aren't traceable and they want to get that done quickly. So what they want is to get in. They want to take your jewelry or electronics. Most people don't have the serial numbers written down and we want you to do that. And they want to sell those by the time you get home. So creating that layer system, there are systems that uh, enable you to answer. And, and I'll cut myself off. A lot of people, when the doorbell rings, they just lay still because they don't want to answer the tel or the uh, door marketers or the church groups. They don't want to have that interaction. But what you're doing is telling people, we're not home. So you're making yourself an opportunity, a victim for theft. So you want to acknowledge, even if it's just yelling through the door or using one of the systems that lets you communicate with the people outside, technology can be a really good thing in that respect. Because once a criminal knows that someone's home and I've been seen, they're typically going to go on somewhere else. So if you're going to use technology, use it to your advantage. We have uh, interior cameras that record. That's exterior cameras in Arizona that can stand up to the heat and the monsoons uh, that can record also. And those things together can real, really prevent a lot of things from occurring. That's true. I mean, you've got to, unless, you know, you've got uh, in, in normal, a normal average community, you know, you don't have the availability, you don't where you have fences around the entire property. And even if there is a... Even if there's a wall, Lord knows, I mean, people scale walls to get into homes. I mean, we saw a video on TV this week where the, the guys were just walking around the backyard, you know, and then all of a sudden they just, like like you had said earlier during the break, uh, just, you know, uh, they look up at the camera. They don't care. They just go break in. They take packages, and they're, and they're off. I mean, it's ridiculous. They don't care. I mean, maybe they think they're... It, they don't even make an attempt to wear a mask anymore. They just don't care. And we make it easy for them in a lot of cases. But you can direct a lot of law-abiding people where you want them to go through signage and walkways and 
other things to help them. Most people will use the sidewalks. When people start encroaching on areas they shouldn't, then you need to start being aware and look out for your neighbors. When you see someone sniffing around, if it doesn't look right, call the police. You're not going to be a bother. That's right. I mean, you've got to be. And and again, you know, um, again, being a good part in the community, if your neighbor is, you know, if you see a lot of trash outside or people not taking care of their home, you know, if you any kind of, you know, neighbor, so to speak, you know, and a concern, for instance, you're thinking about fire, you know, I mean, see these houses, you know, some of the houses we were talking about that um, are going to be up on trustee sales and, and stuff like that, where there's, you know, garbage and, and old stuff. And it's just hanging outside your house, just waiting for a bad accident to happen. If a spark hits it, the house is going to go up and the way the homes and the neighborhoods are. A lot of times there's not a lot. If, if you have maybe 10 feet and a perimeter wall between both homes, you know, the neighbor's house could go up if this other house goes up. So be alert. Tell tell your tell your neighbors, hey, you know, is there anything I could do to help? You know, I mean, I know you got this out here, but it's a fire hazard. You're not trying to be a, you know, a nosy neighbor. But on the other hand, you're just trying to be a neighbor who's concerned about, first of all, look at the neighborhood as well as the, you know, to make sure that their family's safe. Our I mean, fire prevention experts say 15% of our fires start from exterior. Uh, uh, too much trash up against that's not attended to. Yep. Rags are in it. Uh, bushes that are overgrown. Uh, you know, any so like you said, it's a perfect example right. of that. The fire is going to make its way into the house. So don't even you know you, you could think about the inside, and that's very important. But exterior fires can also get into your house, up into the attic. That's right. And a lot of times, people decide that they're going to add things onto their home. Uh, you'll overhang here, a little little you know, a little shed over here. And it's connected to the house, and it's right up against the property wall, which is not really acceptable per code. So if the fire goes up, you never know. If they did that, you were in violation. The insurance company may not pay your claim when your house burns down. So you've got to, you've, you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. But, guys, um, uh, Jamie, starting with you, tell our listeners a little bit about if you have any, any concerns or, uh, with the police department or you have any need any help, how can they contact you? Uh, the simple answer is every precinct, every location has several community action officers. You can call your local precinct, and you can get that on our website, and you can have an officer come out and do a walkthrough of your home, your property, your neighbors, and they can do a presentation to talk about crime prevention, safety strategies, how to work better as a community, and that's free of charge, and you can schedule it on your convenience. Community action officers are a great first step. That's great. Rob? Phoenixfire.gov, and uh, I also want to say everybody knows where their fire station is in their neighborhood. Uh, get to know your firefighters. We have we love when families come down with their kids and they want to jump on the trucks. I mean, we're we're big kids at the fire station too. Mm-hmm. We can help you with your car seats. Uh, we people a lot a lot of times have questions about removing uh, old paint or anything they feel is flammable. Uh, we're a resource. There's 72 fire stations in Phoenix. We're sixth largest city. We've got a lot of resources. Knock on the door of your fire station. Maybe not one in the morning, but knock on the door of your yeah, fire no, station. No. <laughs> come on in and and get involved. And and we love. I've was at one station for nine years. We knew I knew maybe 50, 100 people in our neighborhood. Uh, they would bring, you know, I'm not, we're not looking for pies or cookies around Christmas, but, <laughs> but it uh, helps. No. <laughs> they come in and stop in, but uh, uh, we want to be just like the police department does an outstanding mm. job. The Phoenix Fire Department, we want to be accessible. Get on the trucks, climb on it, come by the station, say hi. That's great. And guys, I want to say thank you so much for your service to our community. It's really, it's really great. And, and thank you for being on the show today because we're just tr- at light, l- much like you, you're trying to educate the community about being safe and how to how to help and, and just do everything in your respective 
field. So um, I hope you guys have a great holiday season and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Great, thank you. All right, Sean, how can our how how can people contact you? I know it, you got a week to go before Christmas. Sean will find time to come by and take care of your electrical issue. I'm sure. Absolutely. Even if it's 1 a.m. in the morning. No. <laughs> um, we can uh, be contacted online definitely through our website www.mrelectric.phoenixmetro.com. Uh, uh, you can also reach us directly through another uh, couple, two or three different avenues. You can, we're now uh, got a hot button on Yelp, so you can hit us on Yelp and get a direct connection. goes right to my phone and um, Angie's List as well. You know, we, have a, we have a hot button. You can reach out to us there. We get quite a few reach outs that way as well. That's great. And you can also find all Sean's information on our website, imagehomeimprovementshow.com. And Dan, big announcement of Dan's new uh, business direction how could they contact you for a healthy home check call 602-561-7272 or go to s.w.consultants at gmail.com and uh, we'll answer it because our our website is under construction ah, okay <laughs> it's under construction but we'll be ready for 2017 that's right all right, and remember, if you have any home improvement needs, make sure you give us a call at 623-580-0901. And a big, big thank you and applause to our producer, Blade. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate all the work you did this year. And all of our listeners, thank you for being there because we couldn't do this without you. And uh, to all our guests today, thank you so much, guys. Have a great, great Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Happy holiday season. And remember, if you ever, ever thought about not listening to this show in 2017. Resistance is futile. We'll see you next year. You're a great American. I love you.